0: There is no best sync library, man. This is a lot of I get this question a lot and I understand where, you know, where people are coming from when they ask it, but it doesn't exist. It's going to be the library that you build with personally and it's different for everybody. So what I advise is, you know, every day, you know, look up some some new companies to submit to yo what's good this is clint your host on the music is my business podcast the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career if you want your questions answered live join me on youtube at clint music on wednesdays at 12 p.m eastern time and let's chop it up now let's dig into this week's episode yo 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 what's good people welcome to the channel where we talk about music licensing music production and music business if you love anything to previously mentioned be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on all my latest content and hit that bell icon so you know exactly when that new content drops shout out to everybody that's in the stream so far let me know where you guys are from let me know what you do and let me know what questions you have so we can answer them today i see a few people in the building already am what's good good to see you rwj all day let's go zimzada musics in the building what's good hope all is well good to see you back in the stream jo 3 was good hope all is well <clears throat> yeah yeah chilling chilling Four to oh, it was the count yeah, y'all doing the countdown i dig it that's what's up uh so yeah man we're just hanging out today whatever questions you guys have whatever's on your mind wherever you're stuck in regards to your you know your music business drop the questions i'm gonna see if i can get y'all unstuck and hopefully by the end of this podcast you'll have some 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 gems to take with you um I see Jermaine Mainway from H-Town Houston in the building what's good Jermaine hope all is well um man I think I need some more tea like this thing that whatever it is that we caught it like it goes away and then it kind of creeps back but it never 100% disappears So tonight for the live music reviews You'll probably see me sipping on some tea I don't have no tea right now But we are gonna get it right Alavon Major in the building What's good H-Town in the building here as well Serato Studio What's good Everybody in H-Town Like H-Town got the memo J-O-3's in H-Town Serato's in H-Town Jermaine's in H-Town I mean we should have just did, did the podcast In, in Houston just, just you know pull up phoenix in the building super dope shout out to phoenix arizona got fam in arizona pretty cool place i don't know if i can rock with the with the scorpions though i don't i don't know about that um we got amn from iran yo shout out to you tuning in from iran that's crazy yo i got an interview coming up with a super dope composer who was born, he was born in the Middle East as well. And like his story is like, yo, it's mad inspiring. Like I'm excited to uh, to chop it up with him. Um, <clears throat> it's not this week. I don't know. I think it's like, I got to check my calendar, but it's soon. It's going <laughs> to be a fire interview. Like if you have any excuses, by the end of the interview, all of them will just disappear. Cause my guy like, he made it happen like just it's crazy it's crazy um it's crazy the it's crazy what he did to make it happen and how everything kind of worked out for him and then it's also crazy the number excuse of excuses i hear from producers who have the stuff man they have more resources than they think they're just not resourceful um so his story was just super inspiring man so i can't wait to um to bring him on it's gonna be lit um zimzada says i'm four hours north of h-town so i count that counts for four hours north it's not a bad drive dfw area super dope storm joint was good just got accepted to be a music contributor for tune edge now the real work begins small win but i'm pumped thank you clint couldn't have done it without your roll to 10 placements thank you storm joint and congrats man that's super dope um the thing i like about tune edge is they give you briefs, man. Like soon as you get in, you get accepted and upload that first track and they give you the thumbs up. Like you'll start getting texts and emails and stuff. And I think that's really cool. Um, Cause not a lot of, not a lot of like online music libraries where there's no, there's not a lot of communication with an individual. It's just kind of, they have their system set up and then you just freely submit, you know however much you want. But the fact that they have it set up that way to where you get briefs as well it's just super dope especially if you're starting out um so yeah shout out to you man for for getting um getting signed and, and getting that deal with with tune ed super dope kathy painter from cincinnati was good jared kf jones nashville in the building thanks for doing these no doubt man i'm glad they helped. um you just spoke some major facts a lot of resources just don't use them correctly man seriously dude it's crazy um yeah somebody gave me an excuse the other day that um, you know For for whatever reason Like what if What if somebody Doesn't have the resources To invest in In like information Mentorship courses Stuff like that um, I was just like That's not even an excuse Cause like Even if you don't have money <clears throat> You got a library Libraries are free You go get a library card You go read books In the library You go use the internet for free at the live you can go to mcdonald's and get on internet for free like you just get a computer but if you don't have a computer you go to the library there's free stuff free resources you just have to be resourceful with the things that are around you and you figure out a way to make it happen instead of just sitting coming up with every excuse as to why you can't learn something or why you know you can't Im- improve your you know your your production skills your mixing skills your Whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, there's no, like, new unheard information under the sun, man. Like, when it comes to, to business, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to sound and, and production, um, the principles are still the same, man. And this stuff is in, it's in tons of books that, that's already been been written. So, you just got to figure it out. Um, but, you know, it, if you do have the money, the money can be a tool to, to learn that stuff faster you know when you can invest in mentorship or invest in a a course that the only thing money changes is the fact that you can use it to get the information faster and get it from someone who's done it and you can get the process so you can get from point a to point b faster it's the only difference um but the the information is out there creative what's good bro hope all is well will smith what's good will smith (laughs) uh b scott music dc is in the building what's good hope all is well your beard is looking dope appreciate that um shout out to the beard gang can you tell me good mic for record the vocal man it's it's tons of good mics depends on what your budget is um obviously i recommend this one um it's it's a sure sm7b they didn't sponsor this video usually I don't mention a lot of brands on here unless we've partnered up in some way Um, but I use that um, I use the Audio Technica AT4040 as well Um, really good mic still have that mic that was a gift from my my, uh, my homies in college great mic and I feel like I feel like an Audio Technica mic is a great starting point because it's um, they're pretty reasonable and and the quality is is really good um so yeah then my very very first mic was like some cheap behringer mic from amazon it it got the job done so you know just do some some research you can youtube you know top five mics and then depending on what your budget is um then you kind of you know pick pick the mic that works for you um serato studio says a lot of my education has been from youtube university and just asking questions to other producers on live streams no lie yeah man um that's it man like you can you can find a lot of information on youtube i know like i learned i learned how to play keys by ear mostly from from watching videos on youtube and um and and sharing with like with other musicians and just sharing chords and stuff like that um so yeah you can make it happen rich x dog what's good so yeah hit me hit me with y'all's questions man if y'all have any other questions on production um sync music business any of that stuff happy to help um and get you guys you guys unstuck <clears throat> i've been working on some cool stuff in a a series of edits for one project i think we're on like version five <laughs> right now hopefully we can figure this thing out make the client happy um and you know give them something that they that they like it's always challenging when you're you're trying to uh when you're working with uh when you're working with companies and individuals who don't do what you do it's hard for them to explain so you got to kind of like ask questions to figure out what they're trying to say without saying it in musician and producer technical terms so that's always a challenge but once you get past that you know things are, are pretty good and making sure everybody's on the same page so yeah hopefully we can we can get it done before we're like on version 10 or something like that um as says should we copyright our music before pitching it that's completely up to you um <clears throat> the way the approach I take, man. Like if I'm pitching something and it's going through a lot of different hands, mostly on the music industry side, like pitching to major artists and stuff like that. Um, usually, I'm making sure that stuff is is copywritten once we kind of have a, a final version of the song. Just because it goes through so many hands and things can end up on the radio, and you're like, man, that sounds mad similar, just like a song I wrote. Um, so for stuff like that, I'm a little more cautious for sync stuff if you're just like in the submission phase i don't know that's that's up to you it's your call i personally don't do um i don't do that for like everything like every little thing some things i'll do it for um like my instrumental cues the short cues minute and a half i don't really worry about it too much um and it depends on what kind of deal you're working with too because sometimes you're you know you're assigning the copyrights and, and stuff like that so um there's no real point in, in going through that and spending all the money for you know a bunch of music that's just being assigned to, to another company anyway um so yeah um creative series visions drive me insane yo like no matter it's crazy man no matter what kind of creative you are like revisions is just that thing that it's like you know it's a part of the job, but nobody likes going back and forth and doing a bunch of revisions. um But yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. Uh, when dealing with reference tracks, what is your thought on keeping the key and the tempo the same? Also should the actual progression and or Maltese be very close or should you take some liberties? This is a great question 1226 day Luna. Um. All right, so this is what I do with the references. I, I like to take. Uh, definitely pay attention to the tempo. Um, I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely pay attention to the key of the track. Um, matter of fact, in one of the revisions I did, I went. At first, I didn't do the key, but then I went back. And I, I did another another track with the same key to try and capture a similar vibe. Because sometimes, like when an editor, they place a track, right? And then they're doing their editing thing, editing thing. And then they'll live with it so long that they kind of get used to what it sounds like sonically. So sometimes, <clears throat> since they're used to it, they're used to hearing a certain key, they're used to hearing a certain tempo. So if you can give them a track that kind of has that same key tempo, it just clicks mentally for them. and um, You can increase your chances of of it getting used because it it's like you know it kind of fills that void that that's there from them listening over and over and over again um as far as the progressions you have to be super duper careful with that um because that's man so many random lawsuits just pop up just because of some random progression that sounds similar to something else um so i would i would change the progression um and just do a completely different progression i had i had one brief that i was working on and i didn't do the same progression but i had two it was two chords like at the end of the whole progression that was very very similar the way it resolved it was very similar to a super popular song and they wanted they asked me to change it because of that so um, that's why we usually just kind of stay away from doing things that sound too much like the reference, especially if it's a popular song. Um, cause I feel like somebody in the corner of the record labels and the publishers is just waiting and just watching <laughs> to, to just pull up another suit, um, and, uh, and sue somebody. So yeah, be careful with that. <clears throat> Raymond. I'm good man I just started your course for my first 10 let's go let's get those first 10 placements appreciate you enrolling in the course definitely keep me posted on your progress and come back here and ask any questions so you don't get stuck shout out to all my Road to 10 placements students man if you guys are enrolled in the Road to 10 placements drop the hashtag Road to 10 placements in the chat I want to see I want to see who we have in this joint <coughs> Tracy Morris what's good um question i know you have a go-to length for instrumentals what would you say is a good length for full songs for full songs i kind of do the same thing like i may go closer to the two minute mark for full songs but honestly i'll be doing the same thing for full songs it'll be a verse a hook verse hook and then a sting out maybe i'll double up on the hook um but yeah it's around the same like i haven't even been throwing bridges in, in my full songs Um, But you can get away with a slightly longer length if you, you know, if it's something you already wrote and produced and released and things like that. um, You know, they're not super duper picky and they can kind of chop up what they want. Most cases they're using a hook or something in a little bit of the verse anyway. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of how I do it. I'm I'm usually around that same one minute to uh, one and a half to two minute mark for full songs unless they want. You know, unless they say make it at least two thirty or three minutes, something like that. But yeah, uh, what do you think? Take an online composition class and explain everything from zero to hundred. <coughs> Take an online composition class. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely recommend it. That doesn't hurt if you're, you know, if it's showing you everything you need that you're trying to do. Uh, go for it will smith i'm a producer with a team of producers and writers is interested into sync licensing but starting from the beginning super dope hey you got it that's where you start there's no other there's no other place to start but from the beginning so as long as you start that's that's what's important um so yeah this is the place to be man if you're getting started in sync you know these questions should um should be able to help you kind of get started in the in the right direction for sure um Let me see. Kathy Painter is representation suggested if pitching sync to a specific TV show. Um, so I guess it could help. Usually if you're pitching to a specific TV show, you're pitching to a specific music supervisor. Music supervisors like to work with their go-to people a lot of times. Sometimes you can, um, send them some stuff and, and they're open. Um, if you have a sync agent that would probably you know that would probably come across good but i've pitched stuff to music supervisors directly um myself and have seen success that way as well um it it really just depends i say try try a couple things if you're just starting out um you know i feel like music libraries is that's your that's your easy way in to kind of get quote unquote representation because, you know, they already have relationships with supervisors and networks and things like that. So your music being in their catalog means that, you know, the supervisors already trust what's coming from them. And then when they're sending music out to, you know, these pitch playlists and things like that, it's already from a trusted source, according to the supervisor, because it's with the publisher that that they already work with, publisher slash library. So yeah, that's what I would say on, on that as far as representation, music library route. Boom, you just send them music, and then they deal with um, they deal with the rest. But there's also sync agents, um, and then, you know, there's also yourself if you just want to pitch it just directly yourself. Um, Raymond says, have you noticed a current trend on keys or tempo on the music TV shows or films? Film are selecting, actually. Um, not specifically keys. Tempo has always kind of been mid-to-up-tempo stuff. That's usually... And that's not even a trend that's just stuff that gets used the most like um just the, the feel good stuff mid up tempo stuff um it's kind of hard to go go wrong like occasionally the slower stuff is used but i feel like you have a higher chance of you know the mid to up tempo stuff getting used more so yeah name of the game it's, it's like a numbers game so you know you're trying to uh trying to you trying to take a piece of music and exploit it as much as possible and and allow it to be used for as many opportunities as possible so you know it's okay to have a few of those slow joints in there but definitely make sure you got the mid to up tempo stuff to to get used a lot all right let's see we got the we got matt mcfly is a student road to 10 placement tracy morris RWJ, J-O. 1226 day luna super dope man love to see it um i've been doing 2 minutes at most super dope yeah Jay beats and waves what's up top of the morning to you it's like noon time here <laughs> If you're a producer and you want to get your music placed in TV and film, but you just don't know where to start, the Road to 10 placements is where you start. This is the ultimate blueprint to landing your first 10 TV placements, and it's the exact blueprint I use to get started in sync without having any connections or without having any placements. This course is going to teach you how to produce, prepare, and pitch placement-ready music for TV. This course has helped producers all over the world get placements on networks such as MTV, NBC, VH1, NBA Network, Hulu, Netflix and a bunch of others. Listen, it took me seven years to get to my first TV placement, but this course has helped producers see TV placements in as little as six months, which is insane. So this course can help you go from zero placements to TV placements fast. Enrollment is now open. So go to road ten placements.com. That's road to the number ten placements.com. Make sure you use the discount code podcast20 to take 20% off at roll ten placements.com. Go enroll today produced by Omid g what's good what would you say gets placed more full songs or beats both 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 gets get placed a lot um reality tv like you hear instrumentals all throughout a show um and then you hear you hear some full songs splashed in there you probably hear more instrumentals on on like a reality show than full songs i feel like um but then you have some shows like uh, like, what was that? Is it Married at First Sight? Something like that. They play a lot of songs on that show. It seems like every scene transition is like a full song. So <clears throat> it depends on where where it ends up. But you have opportunities for both. If you only do instrumentals, there's opportunities for you. If you do full songs, there's opportunities for you. If you do both. I mean you there's no there's no losing you know Raymond is a roll to ten placement student shout out to you man appreciate it um if you have a direct email to a supervisor would you put a name of the person who referred you to that sub in email title I didn't I thought it's too much and emails are not getting open um no I didn't because that's what happened to me man like one of one of the soups i reached out to, Someone sent me the information, but I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't mention the person, um, you know, because I don't know. I just I don't like I don't like to do that a lot unless unless it was like something where, you know, it was like an introduction, and you know, people were CC'd on the email. Like that's different, but no, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't mention it if the emails aren't getting opened um i i guess what are you putting in the email title because some things that work like if you if you do your research figure out what that music supervisor is working on or what they're what they've done or what they what you know they they need music for um mention that show or like you know mention the genre like if they do a lot of um i don't know like r&b pop stuff Uh, mention r&b pop tracks for whatever show they may be working on or something like that or um or if you know they like you know just certain certain things something like a keyword that would trigger them um you could you could try that see if they work for a company sometimes music supervisors works for like you know music supervision companies and then maybe try and reach out to the company um so those are some options you can kind of explore nine dm beats do libraries take your publishing yeah so the split is usually like a 50 50 split so you keep your writer's share of royalties um they keep the publisher's share of royalties and then depend it depends on the deal sometimes you'll do um 50 50 with any upfront sync fees sometimes they do buyouts where they just pay you a fee up front and then that's it as far as sync fees. So it, it really just it varies, you know, just varies and depends on that deal. But they will do um, they will take the the publisher share of of royalties. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, Radio Rail Heem was good. Absolutely. No doubt. Pastor teacher Christopher Sims was good. Do you have a school for a seasoned writer but new to producing? I don't. Um, you know, I don't. I don't have anything for for writers specifically. I focus on on producers, um, but thanks for asking. Um, school for a seasoned writer. But if you're a writer, check out uh, check out the real Jay Nolan. He's a writer artist. Um, check out uh, Deraj D E R A J on Instagram. He's a dope writer artist as well. Tons of sync placements. Um, so yeah. Those are a couple couple writers I, I know off the top of my head that's in the sync space that may be able to point you in the right direction if you have some, um, you know, some sync questions. <clears throat> um, Nathaniel James, I purchased your road to 10 placements, got my first with Red Bull and Rick Ross last week. Seven revisions. Yo, congrats. Yo, you get the DJ horn. Um, Yo, that's dope. Seven revisions, man. Hey, I get it. I'm on... I'm on my fifth revision of of a, a sink right now <laughs> but that's what's up man congrats on that that's super dope kim dur was good everybody is good good to see you welcome to the chat again super dope um i'm deaf signing sign up for your course appreciate that man indeed keep me posted on your progress as well um i want to see everybody win and if you guys get stuck or have questions come back here ask those questions and let's get these placements man yo so there was a study um so b matt did a study it was commissioned by um the production music association but yo like let me see let me see if i can pull it up man like it was it was pretty dope um from the perspective like it it puts things in, in perspective because like people think people think I don't know, man. They think this sync stuff is like impossible, but like I want to encourage you and tell you that it's it's not. It's like music and and TV and film is an opportunity for you, especially if you're independent, because people think you got man, only the majors and and all of that stuff are getting are getting these opportunities, and it's not true. Let me let me find. Let me find this survey, man. Like, let me hit y'all with the stats. Who ready for the stats? Drop, drop a fire emoji if y'all want some of these stats. All right. So in this survey, they looked at 47 high, and this is this is according to variety.com. Um, they looked at 47 high-rated channels, including broadcast networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, and the CW. And then cable channels included A&E, CNN, Discovery, Disney, ESPN, Food Network, Fox News, a bunch of other channels. Telemundo is in there. Shout out to Telemundo. Um, So it says, so the survey was done in February and March of this year, 2022, and it indicated that music was used in 39% of the total airtime and that 46% of that music originated in and mu- and production music companies or music libraries so that's like almost 50 percent of the music being used is coming from production music companies or music libraries so it's like yo like if almost half of the music that's being used in tv is coming from music libraries like that's the easier way in because that's showing you that the, all these music supervisors that are in charge of you know overseeing the music and and things like that they're working they're they're working with the libraries they're working with the production music company so you know um somebody in here they they were talking about the, the emails not getting opened from from the supervisor like go the route of the of the libraries if you can if you're not if you're not getting anywhere going direct go with where the supervisors already have those relationships. And according to the surveys, it's it's the libraries, it's the production music companies. Uh, What's some other numbers? Oh, so this was interesting as well. So other findings included music using ads, promos and trailers made up 20% of the total when music was present. Production music used 6.5 times more than commercial music on broadcast and cable. And that commercial music accounts for only 7% of total usage. So what does that mean? That means, like, songs that were, like, commercially released. This includes songs from, like, your favorite artists and all, like, the big songs. Commercially released music only made up of, like, 7% of total usage, which means the majority, like, 93% of the music that was used in TV and broadcast and cable TV was sourced from independent artists and production music that you know that was made by independent artists and musicians and producers i thought that was dope i thought that was like i thought that was super dope and it's only it's only growing because like with all the streaming networks and stuff like that it's only going to be more content being created and all that content is going to need um it's going to need more music so um yeah it's crazy seven percent and then the the remaining 47 percent labeled as unclassified I don't, I don't know what that means if it's unclassified um commission music film and tv court scores and catalogs owned by the broadcaster oh, okay so still it's like 50 percent, probably like indie indie music um so yeah production music was deemed highly predominant in lifestyle reality and sports channels including outdoor channel Magnolia network ESPN NFL network and food network so that shows you the value and, and the importance of production music um and why it's a great time to get in because um, it ain't going nowhere like and it's like it's recession proof think about it <clears throat> and I talked I think I talked about this on another episode last time there was a recession the big the big great recession of like 2008 2009 it was pretty bad right but like people stayed in like people trying to save their money right so they're not going out to movie theaters they're not going out to all the things that cost money in order to be entertained they were standing in the crib watching tv watching movies at the house you know what i mean so like People stay in the house more when they have less money to spend or when they don't want to spend as much money because, you know, they don't know that uncertainty with with recessions. So viewership is going up. You got the streaming services. They're going to be streaming like crazy in the middle of a recession. So that means we still we still have work. We still have music to provide to all of the content. So it's recession proof. You learn how to produce music and pitch it and place it in TV, film and and ads and things like that. You got a recession-proof career because um, it's only going to go up. So, um, yeah, Essie says, watching Telemundo right now. Super dope. What's your Instagram page? Clint Music. Um, so, yeah, appreciate that, LW. Um, Grow Music. I've got tons of original melodies and instrumentals, but the problem is they're quite abstract and not to professional commercial standards, so not sure how to pitch them and master them. Okay, so this is a great point. So, Sometimes people want to get into sync and they want to use their existing catalog of music because you've created all this dope music. But sometimes, unfortunately, you may not be able to use that music or you may have to tweak it. But if you have a bunch of music and it's it's way too abstract um, from you know the stuff that you hear all the time on TV and film, <laughs> It's two things you can do you can find a publisher or a library that kind of needs what you have if they're looking for it um ambient like if it's like ambient music and stuff like there's always a need for that or you can start creating more of the stuff that's needed that was the shift that i had to do earlier in my career because like i love neo soul naturally like i can sit and crank out neo soul and r&b stuff all day i love it love the chords love the vibe all of it but what i was finding was wasn't a lot of requests for it so i was like okay like let me shift gears and do what's being requested um because you know at the end of the day you're like you're serving a need for for someone you're solving a problem um so their problem is they don't have enough mid-tempo up-tempo high energy music or whatever so you create that you know, get get your bag and then, you know, you can create the stuff that you want whenever, you know, whenever you want or put it on your beat store. That's what I do. Like all of my R&B stuff is all on my beat store. And I just lease that to artists who wants R&B and, and you know, trap soul type stuff. Um, so that's how I kind of get that out. So you don't have to necessarily box yourself in, um, but you may have to make an adjustment if you want to get into sync by creating was being asked for was needed um while still doing you know your your other stuff um <clears throat> you know doing your other stuff in the uh, however you want to do it on, on your own time just for yourself or just you know create a, another another channel for people to be able to access that stuff um the bureau was good. Let's say I joined a music library and got some sync placements. At what point do I say it's time to leave the library? Um <laughs> okay, listen. If the library is getting you placements, you don't leave the library. You stay with the library. They're getting you placements. That's the whole that's the whole goal. So um yeah, man. I, I mean I have a library there's a library that I'm with. They get placements. <clears throat> they recently changed some things as far as their deal. So I don't send them anything else. I don't send them any, any new stuff. Cause I didn't like the new, the new deal, but the stuff that's working, I'm not, and it's under the old deal. I'm leaving it there. Cause it's working and it's getting placements. So I don't have to worry about it. You know what I mean? So if they're getting you placements, um, you know, keep them in there keep them working for you like you want your music in a place that's generating income for you um so you don't have to worry about it and it you know you just wait for the royalty check to roll in let it let it do what it does um now if you're with the library and it's been i don't know it's been some years you know shoot five years and you haven't seen anything then you know hit them up like yo i want to pull my catalog. And, and move it you know somewhere else or, or just take it back usually they depending on the deal you know there's you know you just let them know in writing within a certain time frame and then they can go through that whole process and then you can move it to a library who you know or you know it's getting more placements but um that would be my advice but then give it time too like some people you'll sign with the library you may not you may not see a placement for like two three years um, and then that third year, they just start trickling in. Um, so be patient as well, because it takes it takes some time, you know, sometimes to, to exploit, you know, your catalog and things like that. Um, so try and be patient. Uh, <laughs> don't sign a deal. Wait a few months. And be Like yeah, they ain't getting me placements. I'm out. Um, you know, at least at least go through the, the full term of the agreement and see what they can make happen. Um, Tracy Morris says, ironically, my cousin is a music supervisor who currently works with Ava du- Duver- Duvernay. Shout out to Ava, man. She's a beast. And she was definitely making um, sure she stuck to the budget by not getting big time artists. That's the name of the game. Like, yo, like they be trying to s- stick in budget. And the ma- listen, the major publishers, they have a floor and they're not going below the floor. You know what I mean? So they're like, yo, yeah, you can use the song, but you have to pay us at least this amount. And it's like some astronomical number. Um, so to bypass that, they work with the indie artist who's not signed to a major, who can, you know, be a one stop source and sign off on everything. Or They'll go to a music library who who has, you know, tons of talented indie artists that creates music a la whoever the big the big time artist is right and now they have the similar vibe um they're able to get it at a way lower fee than it would be the big time artist and the indie artist gets a check and they're able to to continue to invest in their career and um so it's it's a win-win for us and the you know and the producers and supervisors and stuff so yeah um what do you think is the best sync library to work with and why thanks apologies if this was already covered uh was late to class no doubt yo so there is there is no best sync library man this is a lot of i get this question a lot um and i understand where you know where people are coming from when they ask it but it doesn't exist um it's going to be the library that you build with personally and it's different for everybody um so what i advise is you know every day you know look up some some new companies to submit to for my road to 10 placement students you know the process that that we go through um to you know start submitting to companies and you know through throughout that process you'll get some no's you'll get some yeses um you'll get some you know not looking for this right now but submit again later Um, But then over time with those yeses, you'll start working with them. You'll start giving them music, you know, some couple years may go by a year. The time frame is different for everybody, but over time, you'll start to see which ones are really working for you and getting those placements. And then you can start to feed those more and build a relationship with them. And then that ends up becoming your best sync library to work with um, or your favorite few to work with. So yeah, definitely going to be different. If you're a producer and you've been pitching your music for TV and film and the music libraries and supervisors just keep telling, you no, but you know, your production is fire. It's probably because your structure is off. The structure is everything and it gives the editors everything they need to be able to place your music and give them the flexibility to place it where they want to place it and how they want to place it. So I've created the how to structure instrumentals for TV and film video course where you're going to learn how to structure music for higher TV placement potential, how to produce music with effective standards slash button endings and how to produce engaging music that builds and keeps the listener interested. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just use a structure that already works. I'll show you how to do it. Go to clintproductions.com slash shop. Again, that's clintproductions.com slash shop to get the how to structure instrumentals for TV and film and use the discount code podcast 20 so you can take 20% off that joint. Again, it's clintproductions.com slash shop. Grab that course and let it help you today no doubt no doubt um so should we emulate what we think they want when first submitting to a library or send what we have made already um study study what's on tv already like um so if you go if you go to a library and uh, let's see what what's it so if you go to a music library and you see they've done music for a specific show start watching that show or a few shows whatever and then listen to the music that's being used on that show <clears throat> for example I, I had some stuff what was it was it baking wars i don't know It was some bacon show on uh, on netflix um but they like you go to the show you just watch the show you just listen to the music that's being used and then you know okay they worked on this show this is the music It's probably some a lot of the music that that they pitched and you know and got placed so create music just like that create a playlist because you know it's something that they're usually going to look for something they use a lot of and then um and then go go with that and then you know go from there um let's see how do you find out what the libraries and supervisors want how do you know what's oh well i just answered that good question though how do you join libraries how do you find them are they genre specific some of them some of them are not really i mean they kind of most of them kind of have multiple things there's some that specialize in certain things um but you just have you have to look but you can do a google search quick google search music libraries music licensing companies um production music libraries production music companies do the search the research um that's how you find them a lot of times they'll have a submission email or a submission phase or some some type of protocol to submit and then you just submit or you can reach out to them ask them you know is there any anything you need the most right now and and go go that way um uh, let's see is it still worth it to send tracks to non-exclusive royalty free libraries or is this market oversaturated at all um you can. I mean, I think it's it's a different it's a different market. Like you have the the indie content creators and filmmakers that's using a lot of the royalty free stuff. So you can definitely throw your music in there, um, you know, create just a, a royalty free batch of music or a non-exclusive batch of music that you just send to all, the, all of the non-exclusive and royalty free libraries if you want Um, because you'll have to keep that stuff separate obviously from the the exclusive stuff but yeah i do a combination of both non-exclusive and and exclusive stuff um for sure um let's see what is the what is the best place to start for someone like me who knows nothing about sync but has great music knows nothing about sync oh all you gotta do is learn about learn about sync yo i'm gonna tell you it's the best place road to 10 placements.com that's the blueprint it's gonna teach you everything from from a to z on how to get started and the easiest way to get started if you don't have any connections um and all that stuff i'm gonna break down most producers add the how to structure instrumentals for tv course that's where i break down exactly how to structure your instrumentals to kind of you know increase the chances of it actually getting used um so that's where you start man roll the 10 placements that's the blueprint um let's see how do i enroll oh well just answered that right there <coughs> um kim Dur- we got lit yo we got two two moderates so kim dirt kim dirt usually moderating on instagram and then lw is the moderator on um on uh on youtube so I got both, I got both moderators in one spot. This is, I got double moderation right now. I love it. Um, so shout out to, to LW, shout out to Kim Durr. They help keep me on track with, with these chats and questions and kick out weird people. Um, study libraries, catalogs. Well, yes, that's a cheat code. Um, how do we submit to get a track review by you? I recall hearing you use Disco. Any other way to submit for you to review? You can go directly to the website, clintproductions.com slash... What's the... <laughs> what's the website? Slash consulting. I think that's it. Listen, man. There's too many links. I, look, I see so many links throughout the day. But yeah, go to clintproductions.com. There's a consulting page. That's where you can book a music review via email with me directly. want to do that and then we do free music reviews on uh on friday nights um so yeah what do you use for your mix translation shoot man these adam a7x's man they translate everything if they sound good on here they're gonna sound good everywhere man i may you know throw some headphones on um here and there but yeah man these things they they get me right shout out to adam <clears throat> k546 what's good good to see you absolutely joanna um i think i answered that too this is the website for road to 10 placements road to 10 placements.com road the number 10 placements.com that's where you enroll um and get all the gems on getting started in sync licensing. What other questions do we have, man? Y'all asking some dope questions um about sync. But yeah, it's it's a cool space to work in, man. I, I love it. Um <clears throat> Am- ammo, my friend got four songs into a library for me recently. Listening for the first time here, I'm understanding that for it to get placed into a show it would take minimum two years you know there's no there's no time there's no set time like i wish i could say yo you're going to get science library and it will take exactly two years and then you'll get a placement you man listen i've seen everything from three years well no i say that was about that was about two what was that that was a three-year deal i got the placement like at the end of the second year so it was about two years but then listen I had, I had a brief, I submitted to a brief (laughs) the week I submit. So what I I can't remember the day, but I submitted to a brief that week. It was used that Sunday. (laughs) That was like, it was like a three day turnaround on a placement. That was the quickest ever. That's why I be, man, like I be trying to tell people, yo, sports season, submit music, March Madness, and uh football season just started like submit now like stop waiting and just submit because like stuff can happen super quick because they go through so much music man they need it and that was crazy because they hit me, the publisher hit me back and they needed a they needed an edit um so they wanted what what did we do for that track did they want it i think they wanted it extended i think they wanted a hook extended and i had to like move a section so i shifted some things around um and yeah like literally that's they was like yo they gonna like they're gonna use it this sunday i was like bet so yeah there's no there's no set set time man if you if your timing is dope you could get in like at the, the the right time and end up <clears throat> getting some synced. I sent something to a music supervisor. Um, they had test they they had tested it with something they were currently working on, but that didn't end up going through. Then a few months later it ended up getting synced, they sent me a, a request to use it on a-, a Netflix movie. So that was probably like a few months from the time I actually submitted it. So, I mean you never know, man, like it's it's all over the place for real. So yeah, so don't don't bank on the two years, don't bank on the three days, don't bank on the three months. Like this this is this is the best advice I can give. Don't focus on and I it's it makes no sense, right, when I say it, but don't focus on the placement. Don't focus on the placement, don't focus on the payment. <laughs> you're gonna stress yourself out. Because when that pay when that first royalty check comes through, you're gonna be highly disappointed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it one hundred, like in in in, in regards to background music on tv now if you if you end up getting something on a commercial you know a, a sync on a movie or a show and they're using you know something that's being featured maybe it may look a little bit different but from my experience if you're if you're getting mostly background instrumental cues on tv your first royalty check will be 56 cent but you have to you have to keep going because it grows and like, you have to keep submit music and stuff just keeps getting placed and it keeps piling up and it grows into thousands of dollars every quarter. But you can't stop, like you can't stop. It's rough at first because you don't know when it's going to get placed and then you don't know when you're going to get paid and you just don't know. But if you want to do it, you know what I'm saying? Like focus on the work, focus on creating the best music you can Focus on getting into the libraries, giving them what they need, and, and just fall in love with the process of creating music and, and sending it and forgetting it. Um, that's, that's the best the best advice I can give you getting started. Um, produced by Omit, just signed up. Got a lot of studying to do. Dope, man. Keep me posted on your progress. Um, <clears throat> we got another roll to 10 placement students in the, in the joint. Welcome to the squad yeah creative said it man it's, it's unpredictable <laughs> just keep creating um uh, Clint, I just realized i won't be able to help you and it says lw with trolls because i don't have a blue wrench you forgot to push the button i gotta get i gotta give you the the wrench no doubt um i think youtube has a has a process shoot me an email kim uh, we'll get you a blue wrench um i think i did it i did it on ig um so i think you're good on ig but then yeah, we got to do it on YouTube. Um, so, email, shoot me an email, and I think I need your, I think they, they need, like, the YouTube channel or something like that, the channel link, to be able to get the blue wrench. It doesn't show on my end, when I like, when I'm looking at this chat through eCam, so I can't see. Um, like, LW, like, I can't see. I know she has the blue wrench, because I gave her the blue wrench, but I don't, it doesn't show as that on this little chat thing. It's weird. Um <clears throat> but yeah um mine was 10 rex was 10 cents listen man 10 cents but that's where it started but like this is one thing i can say like it will start off small but those joints don't stop like i never stopped creating music and submitting it and the royalty checks never stopped like from that first 56 cent check like it just you know kept going it'll go up it'll go up and then it'll drop down or go up it'll drop down again and it like goes up then it you'll kind of reach like a little baseline where it like you know it'll kind of level out and then you know it just keep growing over time just keep working <clears throat> keep submitting um but yeah it's crazy it's a roller coaster um dope stuff dope stuff um so yeah what other questions man i think i got time for a few more but this has been dope. But yeah, I like, I like to set realistic expectations, man, because people, so people get in the sink and they're thinking, um, man, I had people reach out like, yo, <laughs> yo, like I'm trying to get in the sink. Like I need to I need to get paid like in the next it was like a, it was a very specific timeline. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> I, like I understand you need some bread right now, but this ain't this ain't it. If you're trying to get something quick. Um, you gonna be waiting for a minute, uh, you know what I mean? So I like to set realistic expectations because if you are trying to get paid super quick and you're getting into sync and that's your primary reason of, of get, like, we all want to get paid for our craft, obviously. And that's, you know, that's what I'm coaching you for. So you can get to that point. But, um, starting out, it's not, it's not a get quick, rich joint. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to put in the work. Um, to build it up to that point Otherwise you'll be disappointed And you'll quit And you'll be like Oh man 56 cents This ain't worth it Um But You gotta think about it as It's, it's a long term play It's an investment And you're You're putting your music In places that It'll keep paying you Over and over and over For the rest of your life And beyond Um When is prime season All year round When is prime season For sync I love that question Like there's There's you know, there's seasons where, like, I feel like things things pick up. <clears throat> so, you know, the end of fourth quarter, things will slow down a little bit. Um, first quarter, things will kind of pick back up. You know, after the, the the new year, you know, summertime, midsummer, maybe late spring, you'll start to see Christmas Christmas brief, so that the Christmas holiday stuff spikes you know fall you know football season spikes and then around march or like uh february like january february march like you got march madness and all that stuff so there's a spike there from from sports stuff um so those are kind of like you know a few of the the times where you know they're looking for specific stuff now is a good time like i'm I'm giving y'all like mad hints, like now is a good time to get started because NFL, like football season, NFL, college football, all the highlight shows and reels and all that stuff, they need it, man. So start paying attention to the sports shows, start paying attention to the highlights, listen to what's being used, listen to the energy of the tracks, listen to the, make note of the tempos, um, make note of the instrumentation It's very important you'll hear you know certain instruments in sports music that just works well um so pay attention to that stuff and and start building your playlist for that um how many tracks should you have in a portfolio that you're shopping you can start with five tracks get the ball rolling it doesn't have to be crazy when's the best time to submit holiday music um like shoot man it seemed like this year it was like spring but like spring, summer, they start asking for Christmas. So literally, like I be in this joint, mad like it's mad hot outside, and I'm sitting here jingling some <laughs> some holiday bells in Logic Pro, talking about some Merry Christmas. Um, so yeah, like Christmas starts early here in the studio when you're you're working in sync. <clears throat> you gotta, you know, you gotta force yourself in, into the. The holiday spirit a little early is there a difference between a music library and production music company it's kind of the same thing um do they both mainly work with artists via publishing deals yeah they, i mean they're, it's kind of it's the same thing music library production music company same thing they're pu- they're both bu- they're publishers um and then you do a, a publishing deal with them whether you're an artist or producer or whatever um cut loose would you what would you say the estimated time between hearing back when one of your tracks has been forward for a project sometimes you don't hear back most times you don't hear back i'm like i just get used to not hearing anything back i just submitted like i probably never hear hear about this until i see something pop up on uh with c-sac it's crazy um how do back-end royalties work once you get a placement is the amount of the royalty agreed upon by the network is it their standard amount man listen that's a whole nother podcast royalties all over the place so many different variables there is no standard amount it's i don't even know how they calculate this stuff it's insane makes no sense like <clears throat> like it just makes no sense they're like network broadcasts, networks such as like nbc fox abc cbs those pay more generally than a cable network there's no certain amount you you know they just pay more um the usage makes it different you know if it's just a background instrumental if it's a background vocal if it's a featured use that makes a difference um the network on a cable like that makes a difference you know um what else makes a difference? The length of the song. The longer they play, the more they pay. You know, um so a minute, a minute and a half, you're going to see a lot more than 5:15 seconds. Um so yeah. It's literally all over the place. Should you work with different companies? each album if they match with the project or stick one I work with multiple ones man because you may have different uh you may have different vibes you know for each thing so I work with with multiple companies um you know so yeah that's how I get down but that's it man dope questions I appreciate y'all coming through again for those who who are just joining or or didn't hear this is the link to the world of 10 placements courses my personal blueprint where I walk you through my entire process on getting TV placements as a producer um you know if you you're trying to get started you don't know what steps to take you don't know you know what not to do you want to avoid all the the mistakes that most producers make when they're trying to break into sync space because it's it's different like there's just certain things that are different when it comes to producing music for tv um, this is where you learn it Placements.com um so appreciate everybody coming through man shout out to LW shout out to Kim Durr on the moderation um and yeah man I'm gonna catch on the next one next week we have yo yo hold on let me check man because next week's gonna be lit too I got a I got a, a guest coming in oh yeah we got the uh I think she goes by the clearance queen Deborah Manis Gardner It's going to be crazy we're going to talk about clearing samples and stuff like that and like her perspective because like she's cleared like some just crazy stuff um in her career so we're going to top it up with her next week so if you want to know about clearing samples and stuff like that in sync specifically then you don't want to miss next week's episode so come through next week's stream. And we're going to dig into that. It's going to be crazy. So I'm out, y'all, man. I'll catch you all on the next one. Please be sure to like, share and subscribe. And I'm out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit clintproductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.